challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movies in one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the middle child, Allegra. I'm Gray, and I'm the youngest. And I'm Holland, and Meeker gets smacked every time the trombones turn to look at him. <laughs> mm, I love that To quote. look at me. That, that was like, That's what I meant. I messed it up. It's okay. <laughs> you want to try that one again? You want to try that one again? That's all good. <laughs> That's go a good Meeker. one. Go Meeker. Go, go, go Meeker. Oh, God. <laughs> so, each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. We never explain what those are. You'll just have to keep up. <laughs> each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points wins, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment. And it's going to be really nice, a really kind punishment um you know you would never want to hurt your siblings whom you love and cherish Dude, i've been Greg. thinking of the punishments and i i'm like starting to i'm starting to formulate one it's similar to last years of like oh God. forcing them to sit through a movie or watch two something um interesting yeah i'm, I'm still trying week. to get to it but i'll tell you about it in a sec sorry <laughs> No worries, no worries. Uh, this week we'll be watching a totally serviceable children's <laughs> film called Clock Stoppers. Mm-hmm. Totally Clock Stoppers. Dude, this movie <laughs> was so much That's fun scary. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was so much fun to watch. It was so bad, but it was like so bad in Guys. such a good way. I will say that the I think all of your expectations should have been set in the fucking intros where it said a Nickelodeon movie. I forgot this was a Nickelodeon movie, but so like, did I. as soon as I saw that I was like, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I think that like with that understanding, I'm like, oh, like Snow Day. This is like it's and, in the uh, same realm. Big Fat a- Liar, I believe, was Nickelodeon, right? I think so. But it's like, I mean, at least Nickelodeon stars. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this is a children's action movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. (laughs) Like, is it Oscar worthy? No. But like, it's totally like fine and great for what it is. Can I understand it? Well, as as Roger Ebert described it, this movie has been produced by Nickelodeon and will no doubt satisfy its intended audience enormously. But he also noted that it offers little for parents or older brothers and sisters. True. It's a, <laughs> okay, older a sister. blandly conceived youth adventure lacking zing or style. <laughs> oh, there's which... a style. <laughs> oh, there is a style. It's called 2002. 
Yeah. It's called 2002 Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like, fucking Francesca was dressed like Amanda Bynes via the Amanda as show. As soon as the opening credits started, I was like, this movie is already extremely 2002. It was Ooh, just very yeah. like, we are now in the future. Like, you know that aesthetic yeah. of the early 2000s? Oh, yeah. It yes. was just like, It's like, we are currently <laughs> in the future. Yeah, we've arrived. <laughs> like, remember like, Xenon? Yeah, that's now. Yeah. Okay, I love the early 2000s take on the future, though, because even, like, unless everything, like, literally everything is chrome, it's pretty colorful. Yeah. Like, Nickelodeon has, v- views the future as much more colorful than the current, like, blandness that it is right now. I mean, yeah, those, like, MacBooks with the colors and... That are coming back now, right? Are they? I hope so. Those, that would be cool. Um... But before we start getting into, like, the soundtrack and all of that, let's, yeah. do, let's jump into pre-watch Well, notes. Gray needs to read us a summary. Oh, though. you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, let me give a quick summary of the movie. Give us, you know, some background on when it came out, all that bullshit. Um, until now, Zach Gibbs' greatest challenge has been finding a way to buy a car. But when he <laughs> discovers an odd wristwatch among his father's various inventions and slips on it, Something very strange Slips happens. On it. Yeah, I don't know why it says that. Um, slips, it s- oh, slips, it slips it on. Oh, slips it on. Slips it on. And slips it on. Something very strange happens. The world around him seemingly comes to a stop, giving the effect that everyone has come to a stop. <laughs> Is this a Dr. Seuss book? <laughs> The world around him seemingly comes to a stop, giving the effect that everyone has come to a stop. (laughs) Zach quickly learns how to manipulate the device, and he and his quick-witted, beautiful new friend, Francesca, have some real fun. But then they realize that they are not alone in hyper time. Uh, I hope that gives everyone a very clear picture of the movie. Um, thank you, Sujit R. Varma, for that lovely <laughs> summary. Um, yeah, so this movie, it came out oh March 29th, 2002. Holland was 10, Allegra was 7, and I was 5. Um, I'm pretty sure we saw this in theaters. I feel like I remember seeing it in theaters. I believe I we did. I think we did, but I think that is the only time I have seen it ever I in my life. I think Dad took us, but I'm not 100% sure. I think yes. Dad did take us. Um, I texted both of our parents and neither of them remembered this movie. They both said, not really, when I asked them if they could remember it. And I didn't really press any further than that. I think that's for the best. Mm -hmm. This is not in my pre-watch notes, but as a kid, I don't think I realized this was a Nickelodeon movie. I think I thought this was like (laughs) a real Big budget. I thought this was a real movie. I mean, it came out in theaters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it did come out in theaters, so. Shall we? But I don't really remember it being on TV a lot, or, like, I just, I don't think well, I ever re-watched this movie. Or if I did, it was maybe in, like, bits and pieces or something. I feel like it must have been on TV at some point. I'm sure it was, but I just don't know if I was watching it. Which is surprising, because I definitely had a crush on Jesse Bradford after watching oh, Bring It On, like God. the rest of the world. Honestly, yeah, we watched the lesser Jesse Bradford movie first, just saying. <laughs> Very different vibes. It's so funny how yet- the last two movies of the season 
both have Jesse Bradford in it. I know. (laughs) And they're back to back. Um, Anyways, uh, let's get into our pre-watch notes. I want to start off because I probably have the longest pre-watch notes. Okay, yeah. I probably have the shortest. So. Um, I think I really liked this movie the first time I saw it when I was five and then didn't see it again until I was like 13 and found it on TV and then I hated it. Like, I don't know if I ever watched it again, but I have a feeling it's going to be rough. Um, some kid finds a watch his dad stole from work, I think. <laughs> And I think his dad was kidnapped. He can stop time with it and uses it for shenanigans with his friend who's a DJ and some girl he <laughs> likes. French Stewart is in this and he helps the kids save his dad from growing old super fast. Wow, you remembered a lot. Right. And this is funny because I swear to God, I've, I saw this movie when it came out and then went <laughs> one time on TV because I was like, oh, I think I remember liking this movie. And then was like, pissed off by how much <laughs> how I hated it, it. <laughs> yeah so there we go those are my notes okay so the brother from bring it on his dad is a scientist and he goes missing leaves behind a watch that can slow time down to basically a pause teen boy and friend and girl do hijinks they do they rob something I don't know anyway yes. they try to find the missing dad and he's like in a science bubble dome where he's doing science at hyperspeed and it's eating him. Um, I, I don't think I meant to say it was eating him. I think I meant to say it aging. was aging him. And he tries to free his dad and the watch breaks and I guess the movie's over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it just breaks and he's like, well, and then credits roll. Yeah, I don't All really I tried. Remember. I did not remember the bad guys at all all you i remembered basically nothing i basically remembered maybe like a trailer of this movie because my notes are only jesse bradford has a watch that can control time don't remember how he gets this is his dad a scientist that's all i got wow you don't even remember the trailer where the girl francesca is just like putting her hand through the water as soon as i was watching the movie i remembered that part and as soon as his friend mentioned a dj competition i was like oh my god of course i remember they like controlled him at the like there were lots of things i remembered as i was watching it but and before watching it i remembered almost nothing (laughs) like none i had no recall um i needed to be reminded by the actual events also interesting that i think we all thought there was more Meeker involved. Yes, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Like, I thought he was way more, like, invested in the storyline, and he's virtually non-existent. Like, I think I expected him to be present more than Francesca, but it was the opposite. At the very least, like, he gets to go through the climax, but not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. They just, like, drop him off, and they're like, bye, and that's the last time we see him. I know, Meeker's (laughs) pissed. I'm like, I'd be pissed, too. You forgot. No, he, they drop him off after the DJ set. And then 
they use him to steal from his place of work. Right, right, right. To go rescue his dad, and then we never see him again. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of petty theft in this movie. We go to Meeker's work a lot, too. (laughs) Hashtag justice for Meeker. Yeah. I know, they have such strong opinions about fucking graffiti, but like, oh, petty theft is fine. I know, I was, yeah, okay, well, let's... Maybe we can do scores and then we can jump into everything. Right. But... All right. So okay. scores. My nostalgia was a five. Not bad. I'm. For I had to like take a look at my. I think a lot of my scores were reactionary, so I just had to adjust a few of them. My nostalgia is a three. Better than I expected from you, honestly. I had it at a two, but like as we were just talking through how there were lots of things I remembered as they were happening, I feel like I needed to bump it up a little bit more. Okay, all right. Okay. My sit-through is a nine. Hell yeah! (laughs) Mine is a five. And it was lower this morning. (laughs) I had, I seriously had such a good time watching this movie. (laughs) This movie was totally fine. I was just so confused. (laughs) I was just so it was That's just... a different category. I know, but it was like, it was, it was hard. For, okay. That's why I raised it to a five. Okay. Honestly, you, it was we'll like get, a two. We'll get there, but like, I wasn't that confused. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get there. But anyways, appropriate for children. I have a seven. That's what I have too. I have a seven. Because oh, there was, low, there were like innuendos and weird sexualizations and stuff that the I'm like little rascals had three dick jokes and we gave it a 10 <laughs> this is not little rascals <laughs> yeah come on um does it hold up I gave it a four that's what mm. I gave it as well <laughs> I feel like it could be a little higher but whatever <laughs> and then can I follow I gave it a seven Oh, I gave it a two. Ooh. I was extremely confused. Yeah, the science okay, hold is on. stupid, but it's not, It's fine, Holland. Wait, Jesus. hold on. What? I'm, Allegra, I'm defending you at least on the followability <laughs> and enjoyability. You. Like, I will go to the grave on my scores for those. There was just so much going on. And, like, I feel like the villains, I feel like if you... Take out, okay, I think I'm coming in as blindly as one can with still being familiar with the movie, I guess. If I well, Were you wearing your glasses? Yes. If I hadn't known <laughs> that the premise of this movie was about a clock that stops time or whatever, none of that science was, like, immediately established. Like, it was... What do you mean? The opening shot was basically his dad explaining the theory of relativity. He explains the yeah, Doppler he, effect. He explains all of no, the science, Dop- but oh yeah, like, the Doppler effect. We yeah, don't get to the watch <laughs> part. It, uh, like I feel like we enter in with them expecting you to already know that there's a watch that controls time. Okay, this it sets up French Stewart with a watch, and then French Stewart seems He's to... like in the airport. Okay, we. The opening is French Stewart trying to get on a plane, and then all of a sudden he's, like, yanked backwards, and it's like, how the fuck does that happen? Well, Holland, so this is like when your teacher is teaching you how to write an essay, and you're supposed to open your first paragraph with, like, something to uh, grab attention, like, zabam! 
French Stewart flings throughout the airport. What happened? We find out later. That's yeah, we find out later, and you're like, wait, that that's what that was? Yes, Holland. It's called no. intrigue. It's no, trying to it's pull like, you it's in. Not you. The it's extremely hard to follow. It's what was that? I disagree. I'm interested. <laughs> I must find out. I must watch this movie to find out also, what happens. Also, I feel like it was never a st- Like, who are these villains? Where the, are they from? Okay. The beginning is so funny. You don't remember <laughs> Bob, Bob Kelso? Come on. Bob Kelso is part of the newly NSA. minted and insanely powerful NSA. You know, the people who just collect all your nudes online. Insanely powerful. He's talking to this private company douche with the, the worst soul patch I've ever seen. And it's like, give me your watch technology. And he's like, no, I want to like sell it and make a lot of money. And he's like, too bad. The government's going to take it from you. So the bad guy is just trying to make a lot of money off of technology while trying to not give it to the government. Because, quote, we got to catch all those Saddams. Right. <laughs> Right, the Saddams of the world. One of those Saddams. What if one of those Saddams of the world gets their hands on this watch technology? Also, we're going to put a pin in the NSA. There's much, there's a lot I want to talk about at the end of all this. I'm just saying, all of that bureaucratic shit and also the science. All of it. There were two scenes to establish what was going on. It was not that complicated. I'm just saying, it's. Was gobbledygook to me. This was less confusing than fucking jungle to jungle and their entire stock market <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> coffee. We need to sell coffee. I have eight billion oh tons God. of coffee. No, no, no. Like, this movie. Any- okay, honestly, for I genuinely thought that for the concept that they were trying to accomplish in this movie. They did a pretty decent job, like, getting the the necessary points across. Like, yeah. I did not have... I was actually impressed with how well they, like, tried to, you know, scientify this, you know, fake technology bullshit. I'm like, theory of relativity, molecular accelerator. I'm like, I'm following, even though none of it is real it was easy for me to go from like it was easy for me to suspend my disbelief for this movie like just enough that's why that's why i said my ability to follow was a seven it was just enough for me to go yeah i can go i can understand what's happening and why just enough it wasn't fucking inception where it blew my mind when the logic all came to to the forefront you know no it was like yeah that makes sense like if this movie is gonna have this technology this this science was like hand wavy enough that like obviously it doesn't make any sense because this technology does not exist and it's not real but i'm like this is about as much as you get in your average marvel movie where they're just like, here's a basic science concept. You understand how it works via car diagrams and uh, making fun of dun- dumb college students. And then, you know, you get it. It's it's going real fast. And if you go too fast, you might, like, so if you're paused, 
but like pause time feels like real time to you and real time is fast to everyone else you would age and i'm like that all that all makes sense i feel like okay that's another thing that was inconsistent to me was that who aged and who didn't when using the watch well because i i understand french stewart he was under hyper time a lot longer than everybody else i understand why he aged but i feel like the dad couldn't have been under hyper time he was kidnapped for like a day right like he wasn't taken for that long i feel like it was like a couple of days no this whole movie took place in 48 hours really yeah because if you remember as soon as the NSA thing happened, when they met, he was like, well, we're giving you three days. He immediately yeah. goes downstairs, tells French Stewart, you have 48 hours. And then all of this happens, and then the end of the movie is when the NSA is coming back. So it takes ah. place in three days, basically. So, like, I feel like the dad couldn't have been under it for, like, as definitely not as long as French Stewart. And I'm like, it may be at least an equivalent amount of well, time as no, Jesse Bradford all that happened maybe? all that well, happened with his dad out. yeah all that happened with his dad was he got like some wrinkles on his face but French Stewart went from virtually a college student to like her, her dad's age yeah no i i'm not doubting French Stewart's aging progression i understand why he is that old no i'm just saying i'm saying in the in the the relative time span his dad aged in in about a day his dad aged probably like five to ten years whereas in a span of like a week french stewart aged like 40 okay but how long was jesse bradford he was doing hyper time all the fucking time i know he was in and out but and i know he's a teen well, we but we, like he had he like, they didn't even talk about him experiencing any aging. They said, you weren't in hyper time long enough, so maybe just, like, stopping and pausing. Like, he only has the watch for three days. He goes in and out, and there's a period of time where the watch is broken. And maybe the dad, as soon as he is kidnapped and put in the bubble, he is in hyper time up until we see him again. Sure. I but just like, thought it was weird that we didn't mention Jesse Bradford aging even a little bit. They no, I, I do agree with that. With but at the same yeah. time, the actor is 23 and he's playing a 16-year-old. So as far as we know, he has aged. He just has a little youthful face. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Well, also, so Could you I guys, genuinely like, see thought... the makeup caked on his face the whole movie. I'm like, I remember <laughs> how fucking disheveled he looks in Bring It On. Like he, he seems like the kind of guy who always has a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. So they definitely like aged him down with aged makeup. him down with that make her trying they were they caked it on to try to be like yeah he's 16 okay um, so hold on hold on I, hold on I definitely thought and i think this would have tied up a loose end of this this line of questioning that holland just had with the aging mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be explained that the reason he isn't aging is because when his dad was working on the watch he solved it yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought that, that was too. gonna and happen then, too. And then, like maybe, like you know, when he got kidnapped, he was like deliberately not solving the problem because he didn't want the bad guys to have it. Blah blah blah. He wanted the NSA to be there in time to basically save the day without him having to give the technology to the bad guys. That that could have been such an easy way to explain it. I and know. Then, and then he could have de-aged himself again 
and same with French Stewart and blah, blah, blah. But they didn't, they didn't take that route. And so, yeah, there is that question of like, why isn't, uh, you know, Zach showing signs at all. But yeah, I thought that was going to be like something. Yeah. I I thought that was going to happen too. And then when it, didn't end up being like that that's why i was like wait maybe it was supposed to be like that there was like reshoots or something i don't know yeah who knows okay Okay, his his dad his dad works at usc or at least ah it's shot it was shot at usc the whole time they were on the college campus um and so and i mean this whole movie does take place in like basically pasadena so i'm like maybe it is usc or maybe it's supposed to be like one of the the science institutes that are in pasadena like the oh, uh yeah. like what's it called caltech, caltech, caltech. There? Yeah. yeah yeah but it was shot at usc um the whatever the town was that one street that they visit i'm like this is a studio lot oh, I'm not, oh my god i know yeah oh my <laughs> god little, such like, a studio roundabout. Lot. yeah <laughs> yeah it looked like back to the future I literally yeah. thought I was like, "Is this where they shot Back to the Future?" Because I, yeah, I had the same exact thought. I didn't know whether or not to mention this during this episode or during the Bring It On episode. But I feel like as a child, I was like, "I like the brother from Bring It On." I was like, "Yeah, he's like, he's the one." Yeah, I have he's a crush the cute on. one. Yeah. It's been a really long time since I've seen both of these movies, and I was just like, Ugh, "He looks like my ex." Oh God, <laughs> he does a little bit in like dis- small, distinct ways enough for me to be like, "No, ruined." Uh, yeah, I oh, think. Oh, interesting. Okay, I th- always, when I was little, got. I guess I did. Jesse Bradford and fucking Vinny Chase, that actor. Oh, yeah. Confused. I get that. I Is get that. Is he the guy from, uh, from Entourage? Oh, I. And Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, I thought. I used to think he was really cute. Yeah. Um, well, he it was. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel anymore. <laughs> What's that dude's name? Adrian Grenier. Adrian, yeah, I was like, Julian. drive me crazy. Yeah, oh, drive me yeah. crazy. Oh my god, we gotta put drive me crazy on the list. Oh, Valentine's Day. <sighs> um. Okay, wait, hold on. Another thing I wrote when he was like, she's in a foreign country, a foreign girl in a foreign country. She's lonely and vulnerable. I was like, is he about to say? There's no chance she'd say no, because of the implication. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's like how it came across he's like yeah because of the implication and meeker's like i feel like this girl is in danger no one's in danger uh yeah that was creepy the courting of uh francesca was strange (laughs) i did think it was really funny when the bullies push someone into a trash can and the teacher goes that's a perfectly good trash can Also, that like tiny little tweaker DJ dude being oh the bully God. with the helmet. I hair. know, dude. I'm like, this is the shortest bully I've with ever his seen. Henchman white guy with dreads. First dude, of all, when before... he when he sprayed Meeker with Mountain Dew, first of all, I was like, "LOL, Mountain Dew." And then, second of all, after when he's walking away, he throws the Mountain Dew at Meeker's stomach. I'm like, he threw that kind of fucking hard. <laughs> Like, he sprays it and then actually just, like, chucks a half-full bottle of soda right at the dude's gut. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what a commitment. 
just like, there's no way in this universe Maker is bullied by this fucking child. Tiny little man. Especially well, after, it's, like, it's we see the It's just because DJ of set. his grown, I think it's just because of his grown man white dude with dreads friend <laughs> who gives him the clout to do what he wants. Because I had a bully, yeah. I had a bully in middle school who was, like, six inches shorter than me. And I wasn't tall in middle school. But he was even smaller and, like, malnourished and, like, teeny. But he had, like, three gigantic friends, so he could do whatever he wanted. So, I mean, like, I think it's realistic. the bully guy was also in Little Giants. Interesting. Wait, hold on. His name's Somebody Ditto. Named... His name's Ditto. It's, wait. Ditto in this it's... movie. It's, a uh, Ditmar. Oh, he's one of the bullies. His name is Murphy in Little Giants, so I think he's one of like the he's bad. One, he's one of the, one cowboys. Of the cowboys. Wait, isn't Ditmar... he was also in Brink? Wait, 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 wait. Mur- Little Giants Murphy. That's the I think that's the kid who like gets picked last onto the <gasps> oh my onto God. the cowboys. Icebox's enemy. The one who gets picked right over Icebox. Yeah. Hang on, I wrote down that character's name. He's always a villain. Yeah, Sean. I said, okay, Sean Murphy sucks. He's that fucking, he's like the main bully in Little Giants too. Wow, typecast. That's so I, funny. I just looked Wait, him up Wait, he looks so different. I know. Because I thought he, he reminded me of the bully from Good Burger. Remember that <laughs> yeah. guy? But it's not him. <laughs> but doesn't he look like that guy? Absolutely. Yeah. The helmet hair. Yeah. Okay, so the spiky I, helmet hair. <laughs> I feel like I don't know if I just missed the first time we ever learned Meeker's name, but the bully goes, "Hey, freaker," and I'm like, "Freaker." That's a. <laughs> I, know, I, I was like, I was like e. "That's a stupid." I was like, "Is this like painful fake slang that like an adult thinks children <laughs> say?" But then they go, "Don't worry, Meeker," and I'm like, "Meeker." What kind of like assuming this is his last name? I know I've I've met people with the last name Meeker before. Oh, okay. Well, I'm like so I'm assuming it's his last name, but I don't know if that's actually ever made. Every there. single time a song comes on in this movie, it's like a punch to the face. It's like it immediately taken. Oh my out. god! Wait, I have I I have, I pulled up the list of songs from this movie, and I'm just gonna give you a quick uh. A quick rundown of the artists that were in that some of the artists uh-huh. that featured in this movie: Smash Mouth, yep. Sugar Ray, yep. Uncle Cracker, Third <laughs> Eye Blind. Talk, we have to talk about the Uncle Crackers. <laughs> yeah, the time after time <laughs> cover. Okay, but hold on. So, Third Eye Blind, yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, twice, twice <laughs> Nickelback. Uh huh. Newfound Glory, Simple Plan, <laughs> The yep. Dandy Warhols, Lit, mm-hmm. Cool Keith, Lil J, Wang Chung, and The Cranberries. The Uncle Cracker time of time, time after, after time. time. Guys, it's Cover a song about time during, in the clock movie. <laughs> during like the romantic like Francesca is like, here, take my car. You're running from the time cops. I know. Uh, the time cops. <laughs> You're not even cops. Like, romantic scene. But the entire time, I'm just listening to Uncle Cracker sing time after time. I know. Like, why couldn't... Oh, my God. I know. Also, I don't know what's more embarrassing. 
that that is what happened in that scene or that I immediately was like, is this Uncle Cracker? I have no idea who the fuck <laughs> Uncle Cracker is. Follow me and everything is all right. That's the Uncle Amy Cracker. song? Wait, no. no. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night and if you yeah. want to leave. That's Uncle Cracker. Spelled with a K. You'll find nobody, nobody else, else like me. me. Yeah. Um, I was watching a Disney nature documentary this morning, and it was narrated by Garth Brooks. I thought you were going to say Uncle Cracker. <laughs> oh, my God. Garth Brooks, where are the bodies? The family needs closure. Um, anyways, what? so. Also, that Third Eye Blind song just reminds me of, like, driving in the truck with Dad. Yes. <laughs> okay. Trust me, same. <laughs> we got to talk that... about the bike tricks. The bike tricks! Okay. So, so. Yes, they're all as a so good, lame. They're as amazing. A good, you can't do that. As a good like introduction to like bike talk. Um, bike talk. One of one of the like the bring, the bring. main things I remember when I just think about this movie, I think like my, the visuals that go through my head are <laughs> yellow watch. Yeah. Uh, green poster. Short sleeve short sleeve t shirt over a long sleeve t-shirt absolutely um was the era and and him riding a fucking bike like those bike for some reason like my brain just goes like god why do i always just remember him like riding down the street at nighttime on a bike and then i remember it's because after he kisses her he's fucking doing these like he's moonwalking his bike and he's doing all this shit and i'm like and like there was so much emphasis throughout the entire movie on his ability to ride a fucking bike. There was not really any payoff with it either. What are you talking about? He's what do you mean when he's building. getting chased through an office riding a bike when like you know, you how many know for bikes... a fact you can go quicker on foot in an office than on this bike. Guys, you know he, how like... when you're in an office building and you see a bike? <laughs> He was literally on the run and then elects to grab someone's bike and go, this'll be better. Yeah. And, and then is almost caught the entire way. Like the but dude he, is very easily like keeping right up with him. him. Yeah. But he he like, just, the guy could have just hopped on his pegs and just like, I don't think his stolen bike had a peg. Ridden on the back like I did with our next door neighbor in middle school. But guys, he breaks and lean and takes it the the back tire goes high in the air and he hits a guy in the nuts you wouldn't have had that without those bike tricks you know that sweet bike trick when he's just bouncing up and down on the street that reminds me of when gray Gray was little he was like i don't know less than five years old and he had a little tricycle and he goes look guys i can pop a wheelie and he's just violently (laughs) <laughs> violently wrenching the bike up and down the street yeah it was definitely giving off the energy of like a kid who thinks he can do bike tricks but like it's n- not quite there at least that specific one when he was just like bouncing i'm like what the fuck is he doing all right here's one of two instances i actually think there's an inconsistency and this is the greatest like tiniest nitpick of it all uh, like not one I would actually say take points away for this uh, inconsistency, but like for a dude who has spent clearly so much time perfecting 
bike tricks. I'm like, why does he want a car? That's a really good point. He loves his bike. Like, I guess if it's to impress girls, because it's, I guess it's. <laughs> That's clearly working for her. I mean, she jumped on his pegs earlier and it was totally <laughs> fine with her. She has a BMW and she's still waiting, willing to date the bike guy. That's so true. very minor. Hold on. Okay. Also, especially I... if he's already, he's like going to date Francesca, who does have a car. It's like. Well, now that she has a car, it's like she can just drive you and you can still have your bike. No, I have to be the one. Also, the fact that, like, at the end of the movie, after they had been through that huge climax, they blew up a lab. It was a whole thing. But before they came home, they had to go get that car. They just had to go buy that convertible for him. It's the couldn't forget the whole that movie, Holland. <laughs> Gray, sorry. It's all it's all leading to that car. Sure. No, I yeah, just that's need... A, that's a through line. It's to symbolize that the us... dad trusts him now, Holland. Mm-hmm. I need us to move from bike talk to this bitch. Um, Which one? Francesca's fucking Francesca. clothing. The, uh, the entire movie. <laughs> oh Hold on. Let God. me start. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Why? Why on earth? Is she wearing a crop top tank top, a lime green skirt, and then just like knee high fucking rain boots to rake leaves? I'm like, it's so impractical. Yeah, I'm like, wear uh, anything else. Wear anything else. Knitted crop top. (laughs) Yeah, and then to keep, and then her fucking bandana shirt. At the DJ I mean, that's classic contest. 2002. Yeah, that's high fashion. Yeah, honestly, that's... bandana shirt reminds I've... me of New Guy. I... It reminds me of New Guy and it reminds me of Mary Kay and Ashley Holiday in the Sun. Okay, brief pause. Um, When they go to the DJ set, she's in her bandana shirt. She also has the most crimped hair I have ever seen. Oh my God, her hair. Oh my God, and her then... crimped hair was fucking insane. That's <laughs> when I... Meg got home. Meg got home during, <laughs> during the, DJ? the DJ scene and was oh, like, wow. what the fuck is happening in this movie? And I'm like, just, just wait. Just okay. hold That's a on. great time for her to come in. So I wrote, and then, can you read this And then afterwards. Laggard <laughs> just wrote, I wonder if she crimped her hair in hyper time. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but to continue... Then the the thing that's just the most egregious, and it's not her fault, it's Nickelodeon being unfortunately way too uh guilty of I don't I don't I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of of just sexualizing people in a kid's oh movie. Oh my god, are you gonna talk about why, the, show, the unnecessary yes, shower? Why was she fresh out the shower? For the motel scene, when all they're gonna do is she walks in, she's in a towel, she's not even speaking in this scene, she leaves, changes, comes back out. I'm like, why couldn't she have just come back out fully clothed? <laughs> unnecessary. It was and so then weird. had her line. So I'm like, there was literally no point. She walks out just to show that she's in a towel, doesn't say anything. She doesn't have any lines <laughs> until the end of the scene, turns around. Gets dressed, comes back out of the bathroom, fully clothed, and then says something. I'm like, this was so... Oh, she's like... No, sorry. She says one thing when she's still in the towel. Do you need me to kick him again? (laughs) And... Yeah, that was so weird. You know it's unnecessary because 
all bathroom activities are unnecessary in movies unless it's providing a specific purpose. And that did not provide a specific purpose except uh, a hot girl towel. We will, and I think we should put a pin in that until next week where we will see an extremely necessary bathroom scene that is iconic and masterful masterclass and bring it on we'll get i don't to know it. what you're talking about i don't You'll remember see. that movie so You'll see. yeah yeah the i'm like people she, who know know i'm like she's like 16 17 yeah and I'm 17 like, and she's in a the teen. movie and yeah exactly French Stewart is the creepiest one to her yeah it's yeah that was and strange. I'm like even at his like quote unquote real age, not hyper time age age. Not great. He's supposed to be like post grad. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, he's supposed no. to be like 24, 25. No. Speaking of clothing and accessories, did you guys notice that French Stewart's sunglasses just completely did not fit his face when yeah. they were at None the of theirs did. Fair. None of, of theirs very, did. Very, Dude, very oh wait, hold bad. on. I, t- I took a photo of the sunglasses. <laughs> I took a photo because I did I wanted to talk about this so fucking badly. Here, I'm gonna send it in our chat. But like okay. none of them fit, except for hers, maybe. Francesca's did fit, but like even Jesse Bradford's, they like they're like too high on their faces. They're like too tall. All right, I just Which sent it chat? to you guys. Text uh, the, or Skype? the text. The okay. text. <laughs> so bad. It's really bad. <laughs> Look at them. Yeah, French Stewart's are like a solid like two inches higher than his eyes. They're at least covering Jesse Bradford's eyes, but they're like, they look like they're levitating off of his face. <laughs> but why are they wearing them? I don't know. Disguise. To be conspicuous, they're disguised. It's like no one at the science fair notice knows who the being fuck you are anyway. Hunted, exactly. you guys. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and those glasses are really gonna make you guys not stand out. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh-huh. two thousand two. <laughs> Dude, what? Is with this dude in bikes. I just don't get it. All right, he but just so that he's was what I wanted TJ to talk Lavin about. With... Over here. <laughs> oh, there was one wish. other inconsistency that I found, and it was also just unnecessary for like a, an actual like box office movie. They when they they pull up to his dad's hotel in Francesca's car, and it is filthy. Yes, I don't know why, I but I was like, I'm like, why is the car so dirty? Like, it was just at her rich house, and yeah. then they drove like two hours or to something. Kingston or whatever. And it's yeah, fucking. Where's Kingston, Gray? I don't know where this movie's called. Jamaica? No. <laughs> I, I don't mean, there's think... a Kingston in Long Island. I don't well, think that. Maybe... Is there a Kingston, California? Maybe I don't in know. El- Kingston, I don't know. Louisiana? It's in Fres Kings County, so it's like <laughs> that's like, you know, central California outside. Oh, there Fresno, is so maybe they're California. driving through dusty ass California. They're okay, going on the five. five. <laughs> but then hold on, but then first of all, it does not get that fucking dusty. You just get <laughs> bugs on your windshield on the five. Maybe they and had to then, go through the desert. And then they go inside. They come back out, and before they get picked up by a garbage truck, right? The car is spotless again, in the forefront, <laughs> in the foreground. When yeah. you see him coming towards it, it's spotless again. And then they get picked up, they drive off, and the 
the car is still there, it's dirty again. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I was I'm like, like just why, make the, the... why? Just keep the car clean. It's a two-second shot where you're pulling into a parking lot. So just have weird. a clean car. Yeah. You guys, this is a Paramount Nickelodeon movie. I don't know. It obviously <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. so weird. But I noticed it enough to where I'm like, why is that car filthy? Like, it wasn't involved in the chase scene. It doesn't need to be, like, banged up or dirty or anything. It's just, like, a car that they need to use. I don't know. Okay, I'm probably harping that... on this too long. Do we need to deep dive into the DJ competition? I was wondering. I was like, can we please talk about it? First of all, guys, why is Meeker getting bullied by this tiny, tiny boy? He has an eight-pack. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Meeker, why did you enter a DJ competition when you're very bad at it? Very, very bad at it. <laughs> I think like, he that was, can't it was, all just be nerves. I think it was implied that it was just he was nervous. I think but, that was the implication also. But, dude, this – that but, scene but, just also, highlighted why my hold-up score is so bad. Because oh, the CGI in this entire movie is oh bad. My God. But specifically the CGI of him when he's doing a handstand but still, like, mixing. Oh, yeah. Like, but not <laughs> – not when he's yeah. spinning on his head, but when he's doing the handstand and he's like, they're trying to make it so he's like hopping and still mixing. If you watch his like arm in that, it's so bad. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's not it's great. It's like very, it's, oh my God, it's so, so bad. I but mean, also, the CGI like... in the entire movie, like every time they stopped time and they did the little like 360 bullshit. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the movie every time they did it because it was so fucking bad. Oh, my God. I love two things. I love that the actor who plays Meeker is actually just an extremely talented dancer. Yeah, they're like, this is what we need you for. And I love that in the movie, the audience is like, this dude fucking sucks at DJing. And Meeker's like... Plan B and just dances. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I know. I wrote down like, but okay, but this isn't a dancing competition. He's no longer DJing. Why? It's like that's still not the point of the competition. Because it's just provocative. needs to win over the crowd. Okay, <laughs> Holland. It's provocative. It gets the people going. Apparently, I also no one knows love, what it means. <laughs> I also love how freaking what's his face the bully guy like did like a through the leg DJ move and everyone was oh, like, oh, I know. Yeah! <laughs> Okay, and his white his white friend with dreads is just like dancing in the background, like hell yeah. Okay, so they make the bully dance like bad on purpose, haha, right? And then they fly him in the air, and he's just hovering. If I was the audience, I'd be like, oh, now this changes everything. I know, I'm like, yeah, they were like laughing at him. I'm like, he's doing superpowers right now. You guys should be like. Either terrified or like or more stoked on it. Meeker yeah. loses now because the other guy can fly and he can DJ. I quote. I mean, also, I was like, "Is this what DJing was in 2002?" You know what? Like, watch Like, listen, you guys. You guys have guys, never been already, to a DJ competition, so how dare you say that? Ditto, Ditmar, who was in Little Giants, is also in Star Kid. He is. I didn't see what? that. Yeah, he's also in Star Kid. The as... Harry Potter musical? No, troupe? no, the movie Star Kid that I have a complicated relationship with because I had to see it on my birthday when I thought I was going to see Spice World in theaters and I was extremely disappointed. I'm like, I don't want to see fucking Star Kid. Oh my God, I have the same birthday. As... Great, we have the same birthday as him. 
as as Joey Simran. Yeah, he was born eleven years before me. Wait, he was born in nineteen eighty-one. How old was he in this movie? Twenty-one. Twenty. Twenty-one. Oh, okay. Never mind. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that's fine. He's younger than Jesse Bradford. Yeah, I forgot how long ago two thousand two was. Anyway. Um. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. Uh. Hold on. There was something I would still wanted to bring up. Okay. Hypertime. Such a dumb name. Oh my god. (laughs) Stop. Such a stupid name. I also completely. I, like, had no memory of him crashing a van off a bridge. Oh, my God. Don't get <laughs> it I know. Wet. And the dude's just like, hey, dude. As if he's not, like, fucking dead. He's just like, I know. don't get it wet, okay? It's not like, are you okay? It's like, don't get it wet. Okay, wait. <laughs> that's also, watch. that's another thing that is inconsistent in this movie is that French Stewart's like, you're going to get us killed. And then as soon as he's out of the handcuffs, he is actively assaulting this dude who's driving them both away from danger and, like, about to crash the vehicle. It's like, dude, wait until you're safe and then be like, give me the watch. Yeah. Yeah. French Stewart is stupid. French Stewart was stupid. I don't like his face. I don't like how his mouth moves when he talks. (laughs) It it bothered me so much every time they had a close-up on him. I don't like his teeth. I was going to say, you know what else bothered me? How they aged him back to a teenager and then, like, tried and then made to him set creep him up on with the... the little sister. No, the little sister. I'm like, oh, so this 25 year old is trying <laughs> to I... fuck a 13 year old? Yeah, I fucking yeah. did not like that. No, that's gross. did not like that okay. at all. And they're like, haha, jokes. That's the ending joke of the movie. And then we're going to drive away in the convertible. I'm like, this is not okay. Um, I thought that when Jesse Bradford was in the van off the bridge, I thought he was going to pause hyper time into hyper time and then escape the van. Yeah. Instead, he just crashes into the lake and just his little wrist falls in the water. Yeah. I thought he was going to like actually use his watch to help with that situation as well. Did not happen. Um, I love Jesse. Can you imagine a slow-mo shot of the van just in midair about to crash? Here's like, the parallel with Inception. You, yeah. You'd think that the movie would want to be like, yeah, that'd be cool. But I guess we have to have a complication with the watch not working, I guess. But then he can kind of fix it with a hand dryer i don't know inconsistent uh, still not working totally yeah um i I do like how he wakes up in the hospital and it's like seemingly been like eight hours since he crashed (laughs) and he goes into the bathroom and tries to use paper towels like oh this will dry it off (laughs) like i know we need rice (laughs) (laughs) was that even that well known of a hack until the iphone came along like i don't know that's a good question i have no idea um I and also just, like ooh. this is a fucking like sporty watch it should be waterproof i yeah. know right this wasn't like a fucking rolex it was like made of plastic and it yeah. was all chunky it looks like a watch you like bring hiking or something yeah right or it can like go swimming with it like it should be a waterproof elements. right um, speaking of Holland hating French Stewart, I um, <laughs> thought Jesse Bradford's French Stewart impression was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Hey, man. I did Listen, enjoy dude. that part. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like that, too. I was trying to remember when that, that part happened, and then I did, uh, yeah. Also, um, um, we forgot to mention that the round, the DJ competition round right before Meeker, the DJ who won was called DJ Swamp. <laughs> I did not notice that. <laughs> I didn't notice that either. 
Um, I thought this movie was essentially mannequin challenge the movie. And you can tell who is good at pretending to stand still and who is bad at pretending when to stand Jesse still. When Jesse comes into his home, when he notices, like, he's in hyper time, but then he sees, like, there are flashlights going off in his house. And, like, he can tell someone's in his house also in hyper time. And he walks in the door and the mom and the sister are on the couch. That sister, she, like, moves a yeah. lot. Yeah, she's, she sucks <laughs> at it. I was, I was, I, that's what made me think of this. I'm like, mom, good at pretending to be still. Daughter, shit. Yeah. The you know, daughter was hey, bad. Francesca was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, genuinely. Was good. Yeah. She was pretty good at, at, at pretending to be still. Okay. Another thing of what this movie was, him being in hyper time in hyper time Double is a lot time. like Ant-Man quantum realm. Marvel stole the plot from this movie absolutely this movie marvel you owe clock stoppers uh royalties yes a hundred percent i was like it just reminded me a lot of the ant-man 2 movie i think it was the second one okay i didn't see any of those so i have a handful of tiny nitpicks i think that followability remember this is your movie I know, I know, I know. But I think generally, I think the plot is fine. This is a very serviceable kids sci-fi action movie. Like literally when they're, uh, I'm, I'm going to change topics now because I don't want to hurt my score. But <laughs> when they're like making the liquid nitrogen um, uh, paintball gun weapons, I'm like, what a good kids movie thing to do. I did you like that. You set up liquid nitrogen like as like mm-hmm. the thing that negates hyper time. Kids love paintball. Yeah, I'm they like... also like established paintball early on too with just being at the store. Right, Even though right. like this was like a it was like a skate shop and they're like, nah, we'll also do paintball. Well, it was a skate shop that also had a rock climbing wall. There was a lot going. I feel like it was just like a general sporting, sporting goods. goods store maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that. W- that's when that movement hit me where I was just like, listen, is th- this isn't like a movie for us. We're too old now. But I'm like, this is probably really cool for kids under the age of 12. You yeah. know, kids who want an action movie. This is a re- like, honestly, it's so much better acted and better written than I was expecting. You know, I mean, like, I think this is, like, better acted than Snow Day. I do think, I do think in general the acting was good. I don't think the writing was amazing, but, but, like, but like for children, sure. But, like, Jesse Bradford, Francesca, even French Stewart, the dad, like, the villain, the guy, the actor who played the villain, he knew what movie he was in. Yeah. He's like, I'm a goofy villain. And yeah. he was able to nail the exact sort of, like, campy energy of movie villain like him needed. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I think everyone... He was hateable. <laughs> I think they made a really good kids film. And I was I was going in expecting this movie to be okay. And it came I came away being like, this is honestly fine. Like, this is like not a terrible, painful slog to get through. This is just a children's movie. It's um, not like a Disney I, classic, but it's I a think what's a, a really good tell of a early 2000s villain is not just the soul patch, but the soul patch where <laughs> your hair color matches your skin tone. So you're just like <laughs> never too certain that the, the soul patch is there. You just know something's up. Yeah. 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 You just the know twist, something's wrong. The twist where he's like, don't throw away this husk of a watch. We could sell that on eBay. I'm like, oh, they set up that he loves selling shit on eBay. Okay. Can we, the opening 
montage of this movie, I did you also think that like the actions did not match all the small things? Like the no. song, like I it felt like too slow. I feel like the all the small things is such like a pump up like yeah song, and then he was just like riding his bike. Selling things on eBay. I don't know. I was he like, was under, doing it was weird. No, I agree. Bike I thought it was he needed to be doing more bike tricks. Is what <laughs> exactly. Holland is saying. He Holland's needed more bike tricks. Is not enough bike tricks. Holland's got a fever, and the only solution is more bike tricks. I just feel like the opening was really weird and underwhelming and didn't match the song. <laughs> but you didn't think it was fun where he was like, I swapped the watches. Oh, yeah, I feel like I did remember that happening. As soon as they had two watches, I'm like, they're definitely going to swap the watches. Swatches. Swatches. I I mean, Allegra, closing arguments, I guess, because yeah. I I think we we left it all out on the court, you know? Mm-hmm. Listen, I can't do anything about Holland's nostalgia. She doesn't, <laughs> like, I think I, I was able to boost your nostalgia score in pre-watch notes, yeah. so that was cool. Um, but, like, I, I think, and I think I hit sit through ability as hard as I could. Follow ability, yeah, it's like a, it's, the science is fake. And so it's inherently not going to make sense to a certain point. But I think as far as the movie and the plot is concerned, there's only a few loose ends that I noticed. Like not enough, I think, to fully distract from uh, the sort of message it's trying to deliver. And it's like a father-son message of like, we're very similar but we don't understand each other. And I think that like that, that was messily done as well. I thought, <laughs> but sure. I was just like, ah, like, I think uh, they, they could have been done better if, um, they actually gave us a little more screen time with the two of them together. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, they get the dad just kind of disappears for like the middle 80% of the movie. And I feel like if the relationship was like, there were there were two thing there were too many things going on where I feel like it should have been like one thing where it was both like my dad's a workaholic and he cares about his students more than me but then it's also but also my dad doesn't trust my opinions and he doesn't respect me I feel like they should have gone with like one or the other I don't know I think I don't it, know. Holland I, think it all uh, I don't think you the understand the relationship between fathers and sons is very complex <laughs> yeah, and it's usually predicated on more than just one thing okay yeah they're it's not trying to dumb down multifaceted. the movie for their audience Holland they're taking their audience they're very try- seriously uh-huh. yeah they're trying to keep <laughs> this relationship multi-dimensional okay uh-huh. and then he's also like I'm a- not my dad <laughs> That there's that yeah, you, part going into because his dad hurt his feelings his dad <laughs> is spending so much time with other kids and not him so the dad doesn't know and trust him it's all it's all built in together and they get in a huge fight and then his dad gets dad napped so he's feeling very <laughs> guilty about the things he said is that another movie dad napped <laughs> i don't know fuck it let's make it <laughs> Okay, um, I'm ready to do. All right, final all right. Give scores. me your final scores. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. I'm keeping, three. I'm keeping at a five. Sit through. What did I give it? I think you gave I it a nine, nine, and I think a you nine. could give that a little perfect ten. <laughs> I'll give it a ten. Go, Hell yeah! I'm keeping mine at a five. Oh, um, come on. Appropriate. I think I'm gonna keep it at a seven. So am I. Does it hold up? I'm keeping at a four. Really, Holland? Um, like, 
Yes, it's extremely 2002, <laughs> but you would be like, like this movie is also extremely tame. You're telling me you would, you would like there are like there's anything in this movie you would be afraid to show children, like where that you'd be like, oh yeah, kids today won't be able to enjoy this because Blink 182 is in it. I'll move it up to a six. <laughs> okay. Hold up. Yeah. Uh. I guess I'll move mine to a five, but like yeah, maybe a five. for me. I'm moving for it me, to a five. It's just like hold up doesn't mean I can't show it to them because yeah. of something. I know, I know. It's the, CGI it's the is fact sad. that as oh, soon David. as you watch it, it stands out so clearly that this movie is dated. That's what this is. And I understand. I'm not expecting a super high hold up score. I'll, I know it's. I'll aggressive. keep mine at a five. I'll move mine to a five. Thank you. Okay. It's still a point up for you for both of us. Can I follow? I'm keeping at a seven. I think Colin, yours is too low. I moved mine to a five. There you go. Allegra, that's a pretty decent haul. Because I was still genuinely very confused throughout my viewing experience. And you did kind of help me through some of it today, but it was still a lot. I know. (laughs) To digest. This is an exercise (laughs) of, I'm just trying to see how far I can, can really, you know, be like, Holland is, are those points really your experience? Really? (laughs) (laughs) You are. So you're trying to gaslight me into remembering my experience. (laughs) Trying to help you maximize your true You're trying to talk down to me to make me feel stupid for not understanding this stupid movie. Listen, it's very high concept. <laughs> Only real intelligent beings can understand. Do you remember that being a, like the fans of Rick and Morty? The Rick like, and Morty? Oh. Yeah, they're yeah. like, Only geniuses can understand Rick and Morty. No, it wasn't It wasn't a bunch of fans. It was one. It was like a copy pasta that circulated online. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. It was like a Reddit comment that someone <laughs> was like, you know, just Holland, a stupid idiot. Can you take that copy pasta and make it about clock stoppers when you put up the Instagram score? <laughs> if I can find um, it, maybe. <laughs> All right, Gray. Uh, okay, so place? I'm going to give a bonus point for sure. This one, I think it's, I mean, I'm giving a bonus point because I was just genuinely impressed that. In that tiny scene after they fight, him, he and his dad get in a fight, and he's in his room playing guitar. He's actually playing that guitar. Yes, he and he's oh, doing also, a really I good job. I also made a note like they, they're. This was, I think, directly because he plays guitar and Bring It On, and they're like, <laughs> we just gotta cram this in somewhere because people love it when he plays the guitar. We gotta make sure kids know how cool he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, it could have been. It could have just been like a him decision of like, what if this is what I'm doing instead yeah. of like you know, throwing a ball against the wall or like whatever, like an angsty teen would do. Right. He's actually playing. I was impressed. So I was like, you know what? Props to Jesse Bradford. You know that you're going to love bring it on. Great. You know that that plays guitar was on his resume. Yeah. He's like any Yahoo actor could throw a ball at a wall. But no, I, I, once once we watch bring it on, I think you will see. I can drink a whole gallon of milk in eight seconds. (laughs) I'm going to give a bonus point to just, like, the DJ competition in general. I, gen- I like, thoroughly enjoyed how ridiculous it was. I especially, like, I think it was the person who won before. DJ Swamp. 
might have been DJ Swamp. I don't know. Whoever it was, instead of like a mic drop, it was someone just smashed a record. Yeah, he on took her. a record and smashed it on the table. I'm like, that's actually pretty badass. I was like, wow, okay. So I'm going to give a bonus point just to like the DJ competition in general. It's very, very of its time. Yeah. And it's kind of a beautiful time capsule. Yeah, it was ridiculous and hilarious and stupid. And I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I agree with all of those <laughs> And Meeker could just dance. <laughs> he really could. Could not DJ, but he did dance. <laughs> <laughs> could not DJ. Um, so before I give you the final score, can you remind me what the point differential is between the two of you? It is... 51 points. Well, it's 49. Oh, you're points. right. 49 points. Because right. I got an extra point for Little Rascals. So you so Allegra needs forty nine points to still tie. be on top of you. To, to tie. tie. Oh, to to tie. So she needs need 50, fifty points to beat Holland. Yeah. To beat you. Okay. So this movie came in with the two extra points. Sixty one. <gasps> yeah. Pretty close though. Pretty close. I know though. Christmas is really. I think that. I think that was largely predicated on my enjoyability. Yeah, yeah. honestly. We're and now... my and me talking uh, Holland up on the followability. Yeah. I love when Gray is on board with us because he really bullies the other sister. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, Allegra and I are I 10 even the playing points field. apart. 10 ah! points apart. So everyone vote her down to lose a point. No, 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 no. Team Allegra. Less than the gap. Team Underdog. <laughs> Team Underdog. Holland won last year. <laughs> I've been losing this whole time. Wouldn't it be amazing if I was able to overcome that? Oh, so overcome kangaroo the villain duck? wins again? <laughs> I would win. I would just be safe. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more entertaining to have someone new lose? <laughs> no, it'd be funny. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> think, of it, think of it like this. Holland is like Mercedes. Yeah. And I'm the Lewis no, no, Hamilton. No. Yeah. That no, means okay, you dominated. <laughs> Botas. <laughs> Shut up. Actually, no, you're right. Holland is like Red Bull. Mm. Uh, no, and Allegra, I'm not. Allegra is like Haas. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Mercedes comparison better. God, anybody, anyone syndrome. who listens to this and doesn't watch Formula One is just like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Listen, I, so hold on. So I'm like 40 points behind Gray. Oh, here. Um, yeah, 40 <laughs> points behind Gray, 10 points ahead of me. So how, Christmas, it's like Gray has to get the worst. Gray has to get like a 20. I have to absolutely plummet. <laughs> because I, I think to... his bring it on score is going to widen the gap even more. Because you're 40 points behind him without him even having a movie yet. Oh, shit. You're right. So. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's dope. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, we need Gray to okay. get the worst possible Christmas movie in existence that we have seen I don't know we might have already watched a lot of them last year we have not watched Christmas with the Cranks oh god well have have two of the three of us seen that movie I have seen it I saw it in theaters I feel like I had to have seen it with one of you Holland I be didn't honest see it. 
I have not seen that movie. Honest Holland. I know you hate to lose. I've seen it. There we go. Damn it. I don't think I saw it in theaters though. I feel like we rented it or it's maybe we rented it or something. Yeah. I know for a fact I haven't seen it. The movie is really bad and it's really painful and I would like to not have to watch it, but I would. Then don't draft it. But I want to (laughs) win. Oh God. Um, Well. So. This movie, trivia. just to just to round us out, yeah, it's not not long. Only three little pieces of trivia. Um, first of all, budget was twenty six million. Box office thirty eight point eight. So oh. like success. At least made, for Nickelodeon it's movie, it's like yeah, it's like a relative success. Um, the plot was inspired by H. G. Wells's nineteen oh one story, The New Accelerator. About a scientist who develops a drug, enabling him to move fa- so fast that no one can see him from his viewpoint. Everyone else seems frozen in time. Mm. So a nice, like, you know, 20th century, early 20th century science fiction. Um, this was the first feature film directed by Jonathan Frakes, which was not part of the Star Trek franchise. And there are two different Star Trek, uh, what's the word? references in the mm. movie like she said at one point someone says i think it was francesca both times said like beam me up scotty yeah and then the other time was like she called him like number one and then she goes we have star trek in venezuela or whatever i can't remember where she's from argentina yeah, it's from venezuela. venezuela um and then lastly the actress that played francesca paula garces was 27 when she played the 17-year-old Francesca. So I think she was older than, like, everyone else that was supposed to be a kid. Yeah. That's about it. Um, This movie was – this might be on my, like, smoke weed with friends rotation movie (laughs) because it's kind of, like, so bad it's good. It still will never top North Shore. That is the greatest movie ever to watch. When you want to watch something bad with friends. I still haven't seen that. I, my favorite uh, high movie ever. Teen Witch. Teen Witch. Teen Abs- Witch. Teen Witch. So, yeah. Incredible. I need to watch it. I yeah. haven't watched it. If we throw that in um, the draft next year, it's a requirement to take a lot of edibles. It's yeah. like, do not watch it sober. Okay. <laughs> Never gonna be the same again. Never gonna um, be. Okay. Um, just a preview. Um, <laughs> so... We don't have a hat, or we don't need to pick out of a hat, because we only have one movie yes. left. Yes, we only have one movie left. Defending. It's Bring It On. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this movie in 15, 20 years. It's been a while for me, but, like, there was a time where I was watching this constantly, so I could probably still recite, like, most of this movie. I feel like we've watched it in the last five years. Have we? Since you moved here? Have we? I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while, but I I remember every second of I it. I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, actually. I love this movie. Um, I'm excited to watch it. Every gay person in New York has to, as a requirement, have the opening cheer memorized. Um, Just everybody yeah. should have that memorized, no matter what. I'm still big, big red. Um, get ready, Gray. I'm I'm excited to yeah, hear. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to hear Gray's experience yes. watching this for the first time in many many years because this is not a cultural like touchstone for him. So I'm 
I'm in, I'm excited just to hear his thoughts, I, even though I know he's going to be defending it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Gray, you're so lucky that you're the one defending this because no one would have gotten this uh, the amount of points this is about yes. to get had it had you been yeah. one of the judges. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, next week we're watching Bring It On. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sib. You can email us at at gmail.com. Make sure to check our Instagram stories every Friday so you can vote on our scores. And yeah, until next week. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>